Well, good morning, Greenwich, and welcome to the Tuesday, March 8th edition of the Basement Academy. Before we dive into our morning psalm, I have to show you what arrived on my doorstep. In the past, Greenwich ministers have been compensated in chickens. I mentioned that last week. Well, guess what? It still happens. <laughs> and so in appreciation for answering uh, uh, Becky Taylor's questions, the chicken has arrived. <laughs> and so he's just going to sit right here and just watch us today. <laughs> oh, you can't make this stuff up. This is so good. <laughs> All right. Our morning Psalm, Psalm 8, um, might have a little familiar ring. If you're praying the Psalms, you are, get, of course, getting familiar with this. But uh, Psalm 8 uh, reads this way. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him, you made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet, all flocks and herds, the beasts of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, all that swim the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Hmm. Amen believe this is the passage that was read. Uh, the first steps were uh, made on the moon. And so from the lips of ch children and infants, infants and children, you've ordained praise. May it be so that the wonder, the mystery of being made in God's image and being given dominion over the earth, of course, we see some of this as fulfillment in Jesus too. What are we that you would be mindful of us, O Lord? Well, we're your image bearers. And so Watch over us today, Lord. Watch over us today. Okay, we have completed a couple weeks, uh, conclude another stretch of um, uh, questions from the Academy. And so I think for the balance of Lent, what I would like to do is to study the Sermon on the Mount with you. I don't have it all mapped out, but my guess is this is gonna be you know five or six weeks. It'll probably take us uh, up to Easter. Might even go beyond that, depending on how deep we want to go in some of the passages. I want to study the uh, Matthew's version, Matthew's chapters, five, Matthew chapters five, six, and seven. Uh, Luke has a version also. Technically, we refer to this uh, as the Sermon on the Plain, because here's how Luke records it in Luke chapter six. Beginning verse 17, he went down with them. He had just chosen his 12 disciples. He went down with them and stood on a level place. He had gone up to a mountainside to pray. And from there, uh, he kind of confirmed it with God and then called his uh, 12 disciples to be with him and then went down onto the level place, onto the plain. Luke's version is much shorter. It's really just the, the second half of, of Luke chapter 6 has some of the same teachings, but not all of them. And like the Beatitudes, 
even has a different twist to them. So it it is a different teaching episode, okay? And so um, Matthew records uh, as he does in in uh, Matthew's Matthew chapter five, uh, six, and seven. So we'll we'll read that version. If you want to get a leg up and just read those chapters, great, do it. Um, I would say, you know, if there's, you know, if there's just a passage of the the, the Bible that you're going to really try to get to know, I mean, yeah, John three sixteen, that's like one verse. Um, you know, maybe Romans eight, uh, we could say that. First um, Corinthians thirteen. But Matthew chapters five, six, and seven. The, the, this is this is money, right? I mean, this is this is where this is where the action is, uh, in terms of well, and that's what we're going to do over the next uh, several weeks. We, we'll see this. You're familiar with this, even if you don't know you are. This is the where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the meek, etc. The Lord's Prayer, uh, as Jesus gives it, is in here. Um, Seek first the kingdom of God. Um, the wise man who builds his house on the rock, the fool who builds his house on the sand. Um, there's there's a lot that's familiar in here, but maybe not understanding it's all you know uh, together. So so we know maybe bits and fragments of it. Um, a little background today, a little context. Um, Matthew is understood by, I think by most uh, biblical scholars to understand that he, he's writing to a primarily Jewish audience where Luke, in contrast, is writing to a, understood to be writing as a Gentile audience. Okay. Luke himself, um, as a Gentile. And so he's, he's writing to a Gentile audience and so Luke has stories uh, ministering to the outcast, um, uh, the parable of the Good Samaritan, etc. Stories like that that don't show up in any of the other Gospels. Matthew, his Gospels very thoughtfully arranged. Um, there's a theme of fulfillment that runs uh, in Matthew's Gospel. We see it even in the the first four chapters uh, leading uh, up to. Uh, the, the Sermon on the Mount, the genealogy. Um, so Jesus, the son of David, the son of Abraham. So establishing kind of his bona fides, his his lineage connected to certainly to Abraham. Um, so through Abraham, the blessing is going to come to all nations, uh, and then also through David, uh, one of your sons will sit on the throne forever. So he's got the Abrahamic and Davidic uh, connection. Um, his birth is spoken of as being in fulfillment of what the prophet had written. Uh, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and he'll be named Emmanuel. So that's given us in chapter one. Um, uh, his baptism, um, the connection with John the Baptist, who's kind of the forerunner, uh, who goes ahead to prepare the way of the Lord, Isaiah chapter 40. And then Jesus is baptized to fulfill all righteousness as Israel went through uh, the water, the Red Sea, and then the um, uh, River Jordan to get into the Promised Land. So Jesus kind of recapitulating or recapping or um, summing up Israel's story, Jesus is baptized. He goes into the Jordan. He is baptized uh, by uh, John. 
So it, there's a connection that's made there. Jesus then goes and gets his 40 days uh, in the wilderness. Israel got 40 years in the wilderness. Um, Jesus does 40 days, but there's clearly a parallel going on there. As Jesus meets the three temptations, he recites uh, verses from the book of Deuteronomy, which is that book that is summarizing uh, the, the conclusion of Israel's 40 years in the wilderness prior to going into the promised land. So uh, Jesus, um, again, kind of makes that connection with uh, Israel uh, and their history. And then uh, just before um, um, uh, the, the Sermon on the Mount in, in Matthew, Jesus begins to choose his 12 disciples. And so the choosing of 12 is very intentional it is a reconstituting of Israel, but it's a new Israel. It's a new covenant that Jesus will be introducing. So just in the first four chapters, uh, there is a very uh, intentional uh, theme of fulfillment and recapitulation, um, summing up uh, the, the story or history of Israel, but where Israel failed uh, in the wilderness and, and did not pass the test, uh, Jesus succeeds. He, he, he successfully resists the temptation. He does not fall, establishing this sense that Jesus will be the sinless one who ultimately offers his life as, as sacrifice. So a little bit of kind of historical theological background there uh, that's going on. The other piece uh, significance of, of background uh, comes in that the, the Sermon on the Mount is the first of five major teaching blocks or, or sections uh, that we find uh, in Matthew. So you've got chapters of five through seven, and then you get uh, chapter 10, okay? So chapter 10, he sends out the 12, and so he's teaching them there. You get chapter 13, which is the parables, okay? So Jesus uh, teaches in the parables. You can see this somewhat if you've got a red letter Bible. Um, chapter 18, you have a, an additional significant teaching section, and then you get to section uh, chapters 23 to 25. And we actually talked uh, the parable of the talents that we were talking about in our uh, questions from the academy. So chapters 5 to 7, chapter 10, chapter 13, chapter 18, and then chapters 23 to 25 these five teaching blocks or sections. Now, Jesus is talking, you know, elsewhere in Matthew, but it's clear that there's a, a, a compilation, a gathering of, of teaching, and there's a parallel going on there. Matthew, again, being a descendant of Abraham himself, is making this connection with the five books of Moses, and so it's, it's, a, it's an illusion, okay? So it's not like the Sermon on the Mount corresponds to Genesis uh, chapter 10, then corresponds uh, to Exodus chapter 13 to um, uh, Leviticus, etc. So it's not, it's not a one-for-one -one parallel like that. Uh, it's similar to the Psalms, right? So the, the five Psalms a day is suggestive of a correspondence to the five books of, uh, of Moses. So the Torah initiates... Uh, the word, God's initiating word, and the Psalms then are the reply. So that's from that, um, you know, our study on praying the Psalms. 
So we have Matthew here establishing this connection. He's making this 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 allusion, uh, the five teaching sections alluding to the five books of Moses, and then this idea of uh, Jesus. So this is Matthew five now, verse one. Now when he saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them saying, well, Moses went up onto the mountain to receive the 10 commandments. And so there's this allusion in the five teaching sections, but then the first teaching section comes with Jesus up on a mountainside. Now, you know, not all the way up and his disciples were allowed to be with him. Moses went up to the mountain with no one else accompanying him. But there is um, this allusion to Moses, and then there is, I think, gently an, an allusion or understanding that Jesus is the fulfillment of this, um, essentially a prophecy. Um, in, in Deuteronomy chapter 18, Moses writes, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own brothers, you must listen to him. And so Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15, the, the prophet like Moses becomes part of the messianic hope and expectation for the people of God, for Israel. And so with Jesus going up on the mountainside and then opening his mouth and beginning to teach them, um, and, and we'll see in the uh, Sermon on the Mount, you have heard it said, but I say to you. Whereas Moses went and received the word of God, Jesus sits down and speaks the word of God. Uh, the posture of sitting is the traditional posture of the rabbis who would sit to teach. Um, and so there's this notion of authoritative um, uh, speech, uh, authoritative teaching that is to be given here. So Again, some, some nice um, uh, kind of theological background there so that what Jesus is doing, this, everything that's getting ready to happen here is in fulfillment of something God has been planning for a really long time. <laughs> son of Abraham, son of David, uh, connected to, the, to, to Israel, both in his baptism, in his temptation, in his gathering, the 12 around him, and now this word that issues forth from, uh, from the prophet like Moses. So uh, maybe we'll stop there as some nice background. Um, what we'll do over the next several days, I think I'm just going to kind of unpack the Beatitudes, um, maybe little by little. Uh, there, there's a lot in them. Uh, and then maybe we'll go a little faster uh, after that, okay? Uh, let's take a moment to pray. And uh, with Mr. Chicken here, I probably need to, to name the chicken somehow, right? <laughs> so uh, let's, let's pray. Father, thank you uh, for this new day. Thank you for the mercies which greet us afresh. Thank you for the freshness of your word. And we are uh, eager to study uh, again the Sermon on the Mount. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your authority. All authority on heaven and earth has been given to you. And as you commissioned your disciples and sent them out to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit, and to obey everything that you taught. And so help us to be faithful and obedient and responsive 
to your words here in the Sermon on the Mount. And so shape our lives this day by your holy word. May it find good, uh, good soil here that we would hold your word fast and bring forth fruit uh, to your glory. And so, Father, uh, we lift our prayers now in the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May God be gracious to you. May he bless you this day. May he cause his face to shine upon you now and forevermore. Amen.